0: Namaskar! Welcome to another episode of What Does This Data Say. Now, today in this episode, I'm doing going to do a status check on the next presidential election. The elections in the five states are over, and the situation is now much more clearer as the election date comes nearer. The political activity is bound to pick up and so does the activities of our media channels and newspapers. For instance, Gulf News here is predicting which candidate will be put up by the BJP for the presidential election. This includes Sharad Pawar, Mayawati, Nitish Kumar and Amrinder Singh and they have analyzed the whys and why nots of this situation. The India Today magazine Insight in one of its articles has predicted that BJP is going to fall short of about 9000 votes in the next presidential election. Now, before I go any further, I just like to remind you that I have done one full episode on the presidential elections and how the votes are counted. Now, if you want to see those details that is available on your channel. The episode is, had been done around January and on HW News, it is episode 1 and on what does this data say, it is episode 32. Though it is widely believed that the BJP candidate will sail through in the next presidential election, however, there could be some upsets. And there are some indications to this effect. The BJP should be feeling confident of having its candidate win the election, but at present, the party bosses are feeling a bit worried. The BJP has already started its presidential campaign and the first pit stop was at Nitish Kumar's house last week. The union minister, Dharmendra Pradhan, went calling on him. The reasons of the meeting are unknown, whether it was to ask his support for the presidential election or to look at a possibility of nominating Nitish Kumar. No one knows as of now. So is it game on for the next presidential election? Well, according to the data which I have analyzed, BJP seems to have a majority, but then there are so many uncertainties that It is going to be a neck-to-neck race, probably in the event BJP might just scrape through. But that is not before there will be many more sleepless nights for Amit Shah and J.P. Nadda and Prime Minister Modi. The office term of our president and the vice presidents expire on 24th July 2022. And 10th August 2022, respectively, the election processes for the new president and vice president have to be completed before the expiry of their terms. A quick recap of the electoral college for the presidential election there are 543 elected members in Lok Sabha, 233 in Rajya Sabha, that makes it a total of 776 each member has a vote value of 708 so the total MP votes are 5,49,408 the nominated members of Lok Sabha and Rajya Sabha are not permitted to vote in this election our states have a total of 4,120 MLA's the total vote value there is 4,49,495 If you recall, each state has a different value for the MLA vote. The total votes in the electoral college are 10,98,903. Any winning candidate should get more than half, which would be around 5,50,000 votes. In this election, since JNK Assembly remains suspended, those votes will not be counted which are a little over 6,000 so I'm trying to go and fill up this table which I'm showing you here I'll try to compute the votes for NDA in Lok Sabha, Rajesh Sabha and states and against NDA in in the same constituencies then we have a category of fence sitters who are well known And lastly, I will talk about others which I feel are going to be the game changers. So let's move on and see the data. So let's look at the NDA votes in the Parliament first. The NDA has a total of 335 seats in the Lok Sabha. Two are nominated, so the net seats are 333. Its allies like the uh, BJD, the JDU, and APNA Dal, etc., have 45 seats, total 378. The value of these votes is 2,67,624. Similarly, I have computed this for Rajya Sabha, where 115 seats are for the NDA, 12 nominated, net 103 seats. The allies, so the total uh, vote our vote electoral votes are 86,376 this adds up to 3,54,000 the UPA in parliament is far less Lok Sabha the, the UPA and allies have 160 seats in Rajya Sabha they have 106 the total vote value for the UPA and allies is 1,88,328 this is just about a little over half of the NDA votes. Now let's move over to the states. First, the NDA situation in the state. NDA has a total of 1379 seats in the legislative assemblies. Three are nominated. That makes it 1376. The their allies are 357 and I've computed the vote value to be 2,18,316. The other parties who are supporting them, the BJP in the states is 160. That adds another 18,663, a total of 2,36,979. The UPA, on the other hand, have many more seats. The total number of seats of UPA and allies are 1,038, which is 1,46,563. The supporting parties have 814. Adding those two, the total electoral votes for UPA in states is 2,62473. So here is the summary till now. The NDA has... 5,90,979, 5 lakh which is about 56.7% of the votes polled, while the opposition has 4 lakh 50,801, which is 43.3% of the votes polled. So this is a difference of 1 lakh forty thousand one seventy eight votes, which is a huge difference. I am still to add the fence sitters and the independence now if you haven't noticed something very strange in the table i will point it out once again observe that the opposition has many more electoral votes in the states than the bjp and its allies now why is that bjp is supposed to be ruling over half of india including the big states like uttar pradesh madhya pradesh Bihar etc then why does it have so many fewer uh, MLA votes now for this you have to observe this table I have made this table in a descending order of the electoral college votes available in that state obviously UP being the most popular state, which has 403 assembly seats comes on top and then this goes down to Haryana at the edge position which has 10,080 electoral votes. The other states which I have excluded are all which have votes less than 10,000. Now in these 18 states, you will observe one thing that BJP is in power in only 6 of the 18 states. The remaining 12 are either with the opposition or they are ruled by a pa- allied party other than the bjp like the biju Janata dal now this point everyone misses due to the propaganda being created by bjp which makes it feel that it is ruling the entire country it that is far from reality in fact i have said many times bjp has partners as as very small parties barring bjd and jdu it has uh, small political allies in the northeast who have little political value and do not add significantly in this presidential election and this is a fact that bjp itself is very well aware of We all know that all the big parties have left the NDA fold like the Shiv Sena or the Akali Dal. So now let's have a look at who these fence-sitter parties are. This is a list which I have compiled. First on top is the YSR Congress with 151 seats in the Andhra Assembly, 22 in Lok Sabha and 9 in Rajya Sabha. Then comes the Dal United with 46 total seats. 45 in Bihar, 1 in Arunachal Pradesh, AIMIM 5 in Bihar, 2 in Maharashtra, 7 in Telangana and 2 Lok Sabha seats. Janata Congress Chhattisgarh 3, Shirol Mani Akali Dal 3 and a very small party from Meghalaya Khanam is 1 which makes a total of 218 assembly seats and 24 Lok Sabha seats out of the fence it does. ysr congress remains the most tricky one though amit Shah is trying to woo jagan mohan ready of late but in the last five years there is very little that the central government has done for andhra pradesh the details of the ysr congress are given here in the lok sabha Rajya sabha and the andhra assembly it has a total of 45,957 electoral votes. The other parties which I showed in the fence-sitter list will account for 2,899. So the total votes under the fence-sitter category is 48,856. So let's review our summary chart at this stage. So if the fence-sitters vote against the BJP candidate, 49,070 votes will be added again in the against category. So now the equation changes to 54 versus 45%. The difference between the NDA and the opposition votes now comes down to 91,108. Now let's talk of uh, JDU in Bihar though the elections are not due till 2025 but nitish kumar knows very well that next time around he will not be the preferred Chief Ministerial candidate. Even this time, the BJP was magnanimous enough to make him the Chief Minister in, in spite of JDU having less number of seats. So, already Nitish Kumar has started showing some uneasiness and he is trying to patch up with the RJD in Bihar. Those movements have not been perceived very well with the BJP. Let us see how many electoral votes the JDU has in the presidential election. The total number of electoral votes which the JDU controls is 23,518 coming from the Bihar Assembly, the Lok Sabha and the Rajya Sabha. The discomfort for the BJP will start if the JDU decides to vote against the BJP's candidate in the presidential election. Because then 23,518 votes get deducted from the NDA and get added to the opposition. The situation then becomes 5248, and that is too close for comfort for the BJP. And as if this was not enough, Modi and Amit Shah also have to deal with the dissent within their own party. It is well known that there are there are a group of MLAs in Karnataka who are waiting for the presidential election. Then we have a few in Gujarat, Haryana, Maharashtra, West Bengal and recently in Tripura when the chief minister was removed very unceremoniously. If I just count 20% as dissent votes, that is 13,748 votes, which will go either way. And just for academic interest, you should know how many votes does the Biju Janata Dal command. The total number of votes with the BJD is 30,997. So it boils down to how BJP handles Nitish Kumar and why Jagan Mohan Reddy. The first pit stop was at Bihar at Nitish Kumar's house. And I'm very sure that in the days to come, you will hear someone approaching Jagan Mohan Reddy. So this is all for this week. I'll meet you again next week with some other data. Till then, goodbye and Namaskar.